Hi, this is Sean. I realize that I've never recorded a proper introduction. I'm not really that big on talking about myself. I'm big on talking, clearly. I started a podcast, but talking about myself, well, that's an entirely different story. I just wanted to say hi. And also, if you haven't listened to episode two, you can look at the feeds history or visit the website choicespodcast.com and listen to previous episodes. You can also check out what listeners voted on in the previous episode by going to choicespodcast.com slash journal. Okay, enough of that. And here's episode three. This is Edgar Vale, right? I was given your number of my friend of mine, and we were wondering if you could look into a, well, a situation for us. Yes, Robert, he's been missing for a while now, and this has happened before, but this time it feels different. Hi, uh, my name is Edgar. I have a meeting with Terrence Miller. I don't know. Robert and I, we're friends, you know, but we lead our own lives. I don't see him as much as I used to. We spent so much time working together, I think we both want to keep our space from each other for a while. I'm sure whatever he's doing now, he's fine. Okay, Michael, uh, what does Michael do here? Mainly office work. He's part-time now, he's trying to go freelance. I hope you're not thinking of questioning Michael about this, are you? So, Orla and Robert are... are dating. You didn't know? They've been dating for almost two years now. The way he described it is serious casual. They have their I've seen that Robert do. He's into it. Into what? Into some business. Something not clean, you know. No, what do you mean? You know, information isn't free, man. So, buddy, what's it gonna be? Neither of us have all day, right? Sorry, I'm just... just thinking. You know what they say about thinking, right? No, what do they say about that? I... I can tell you, but I'll need to charge you for that, too. I was in the back of Slim Tim's, a local diner, seriously thinking about giving a stranger some money to get info on people I'm supposed to be helping. As weird as that might sound when put into words, I couldn't help but feel I was making the right moves. Yeah, you know, okay, yeah, let's get some information. My name is Edgar Vale, and you are participating in Choices. I didn't trust Lou, but I needed information. And this was a relatively safe way to get information. Hopefully. All right, um, how does $20 sound? <laughs> $20? Really? Yeah, I don't really have a lot on me right now, and I'm not going to run back and forth trying to get you some money. 
More money means more information. Okay, so how about this? I'll give you 20 now, and if this leads to something, I'll come back to you with some more money. Okay, okay, I like the sound of that. Looks like I got myself a client. Okay, you got yourself a deal. Okay, so what do you know? Robert, everyone thinks he's a good guy, right? And you know, they might be right, but he's not that much better than me. I'm not a bad guy, you know, but I'm not a great guy. But I'm an honest guy. And Robert, he's not an honest guy. He's into some stuff. And, you know, if he's such a good guy, he could at least be an honest one. I'm not sure if I've regretted a decision as quickly as the one I just made giving Lou some money. Okay, but but what does Robert not being an honest guy mean? I mean, lots of people aren't honest. <laughs> yeah, people lie, I know that. But Robert, he has those lies that are worth a lot more. And I mean a lot more. My lie might get a couple of bills, and hey, if I'm lucky, a few hundred. Robert, that guy is living some kind of lie that got him a lot more. I don't know the details, but he's got the money from one of Miss Patty's spots. Miss Patty. Wait, you're talking about Patricia Newsham. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's Patty. That's the Patty. I, I know a few guys that uh, work in some of her spots. Yeah, what spots? What else? Bell's Bar. And the other one, The Pit. Have you been to either of those places? I hang around the pit when I have a reason to. See a buddy, meet a lady, whatever. That's where I saw your buddy, Robert, up to stuff. He was talking to some guy of his. Some guys? Some bouncer guy. They worked for him. But how long ago was this? A while back. A year, two... Wait, so you're sharing some information about Robert from years ago. You wanted info, right? <laughs> this information is good, man. All right, fine. Well, what else did my money get me? Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Robert, I remember him being upset. Saw him come into here earlier in the date to meet with his lady. He was mad the entire day thinking about it. Mad when I saw him at Tim's, mad at the pit. Yeah, any clue to why he was mad? Nah, I don't talk to the guy. All I remember was that he was talking to his guys, and then he disappeared when his guy got into some sort of fight. I don't know anything more than that. Are you holding out for more money? Nah, nah, man. I, I'm an honest guy, remember? Yeah, real honest. Uh, how much did Patricia know about what went on at her places? Hey, who knows? You'll have to ask her. Well, yeah, okay. Tell you what. You get nowhere with this information. You come back to me. See if we can fix that. Yeah, I, I hope I don't have to worry about coming back. Don't worry, man. You'll be wanting to come back for more information.
Lou definitely had a lot more to say, but I didn't have the money or want to spend any more time speaking to him. He could have easily gone on for hours if I let him, and I wasn't about to do that anytime soon. I figured I should try and follow up with Mr. Stone again, the owner of the building where Robert lives. There were still too many smaller questions I had, and this building had to have the answers to at least one of them. How can I help you? Hi, um, I was wondering if Mr. Stone was available. He's in his office, but he might be busy. One moment, let me check. I was back in the Stone building, speaking to the same receptionist as last time. She didn't remember me, but hey, she probably sees a bunch of people every day. The lobby of the building is connected to a coffee shop, so people are always walking by. Moments later, an elderly man in a white shirt and gray pants came out, writing on a sheet of paper. It was Mr. Stone. He looked distracted and a little angry. I was hoping I would be able to convince him to let me into Robert's apartment. Yeah. Who who are you? Hi, um, Mr. Stone. It's Frank. Who who are you? Uh, hi, Frank. Um, my name is Edgar Vale. I'm an investigator, and I'm. Uh... You some sort of building inspector? You, you got to make an appointment. You 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 guys just can't show up here on an hour. No, 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 no. I'm I'm not a building inspector. Um. I'm a, just a private investigator. I'm looking into the disappearance of Robert. Robert Blosser? He lives in your building. Robert? What's wrong with Robert? He's gone missing. I was contacted by a friend of his, and she let me know that he lives here. How, how long has Robert been missing? I, I feel like I saw him yesterday. Yesterday? No, not yesterday. I, I don't remember. I, I've had a busy time for a while. I don't remember the last time I've seen him. Do you know if he's friends with anyone else in the building? I don't know. Maybe Millie? Millie. Is she here now in the building? I don't, I don't know. Look, I'm worried, but I, I need to get going. Is there any way I can take a look around his apartment? No, I, I can't do that. You might mean well, but I can't do something like that. Yeah, yeah, I understand. And do you mind if I follow up? Yeah, talk to Mary. She she can set something up. I spoke to Mary, the receptionist, and set up a date to come by the building. The plan was for late the following week, where I could hopefully ask Mr. Stone some more questions about Robert. I spent that evening setting up a plan for the next couple of days. Ola hadn't gotten back to me yet, meaning either she was still upset or she was still on vacation, or both. I wanted to speak with her and see if we can talk about Terrence and Robert, or rather, what she might have known about the two. But then again, I told Gail I wouldn't try to speak to Orla before her. In the end, it made more sense to let Gail speak to Orla instead of trying to push her again. Either one would get back to me when they were ready. And I still had to follow up on all the new information that Lou gave me. I don't know about Lou's relationship with Gail, or Orla for that matter, but I know I had to be careful with how I spoke about what Lou passed along to me. There was also someone else I wanted to speak to.
There were a few pieces of information that I learned after I went over my notes from my conversation with Terrence Millard, Robert's old business associate, and the current owner of Bouncer Outlet Association, the company Robert gave to Terrence. First, Terrence and Robert are still friends, but not as close as they used to be. In fact, it seemed like they weren't really close at all anymore. I don't know how Robert thinks, but it's hard for me to think that Terrence considers Robert a good friend anymore. Second, they have some different opinions on how the company should be run. Not simple differences though, they seem complex from how Terrence spoke about them and with how he hesitated when it came up. It could also be related to some company sensitive information, but it didn't feel that way. And finally, they weren't alone when they had what seemed to be a bad fight about the company. There was another person, Michael Millard, Terrence's son. Michael works part-time with his father at BOA and might know something else. I could also try and verify some of what Lou told me through Michael. It's possible that he does know something about Robert's company activity, or more likely he knows something because of what his father had to say. I did tell Terrence that I wasn't going to speak to Michael, even though leaving him off the table didn't feel right. I knew I would be flirting with an angry Terrence by not telling him I was speaking with his son, but speaking with an unfiltered Michael could be worthwhile. I decided to speak to Michael without telling Terrence. Now I just needed to find him. The easiest thing to do would be to find a coffee shop and watch the doors of the building that BOA was in. Fortunately for me, there were two close by. Before I head out to watch for Michael, I sent Gail a message asking if she was able to speak to Orla. I wasn't expecting a response, but I wanted to keep my options open in case I wasn't able to run into Michael. I was on my fourth cup of tea and looking at Michael's profile on the BOA website when I saw some more people moving out of the building. It was a bit after 12.30, so it's likely that some of them were heading out for lunch. The first group I saw head out was about seven people, all wearing what I could only classify as power suits. There was no telling what they do, but they looked serious just walking out of the building. The next out of the building was a pair dressed in casual work clothing and one of the two was Michael. Before I could get up, the two got into a car that was pulled over on the side of the road, which quickly drove away. That didn't go as planned, but really, what does? I wasn't worried, they had to come back eventually. While they were away, I took a look at the company's directory to see if I could identify the person that Michael left with. It wasn't too difficult. His hair was halfway to shoulder length. Everyone else in the directory either had long hair, short hair, or no hair. The other person was Franklin P. Holmes. Franklin and Michael looked younger than everyone else, so I wouldn't be surprised if they were decent friends because they were younger. Both Franklin and Michael worked in the office, working administrative tasks and doing website work. Maybe around 30 minutes later, my phone started ringing. It was Orla. This was not a conversation that I wanted to have in public, so I packed up my bag as quickly as possible and ran outside to my car. By the time I sat down in the driver's seat, my car was almost right outside, the phone stopped ringing. 
Just as I called back, I saw Michael and Franklin walking back to the building. As Ola picked up, I realized I would miss this chance to speak with Michael. But I haven't spoken to Orla in a while. I know I could find Michael later. Hi, Orla. Um, how are you? How, how was your trip? Oh, I'm still on it. The conference ends in a few days, but then I'm going to take a couple of days for myself and relax before I head back. How are you? I spoke to Gail. Oh, yeah. I spoke with her a few days ago. Uh, she said she was going to speak to you. Yeah, he didn't tell me much. Uh, Did Robert speak much about Terrence with you? He... not too much. The two used to be closer, Robert told me, but their lives just started going in different directions. And Robert wasn't too happy about what Terrence was doing with the company. You know, Terrence gave me the same impression. That the two were at odds at what was happening there. He said that the last time he spoke to Robert, they had a pretty big fight. Um, I also wanted to say that Gail mentioned a few things about you and Robert. You know, about, well, your relationship. Yes, we've been dating. I'm sorry, I kept that from you. It's, it's just, I don't know. I'm just worried. No, don't worry, it's okay. I'm, I'm sorry for how our conversation went. You know, I, I could have, you know. It's okay, we're past that. Let's just focus on Robert. Okay, fair enough. Did Robert ever speak about someone named Patricia Newsham? Ah, Patty, some people called her. Robert did not like her, but... But what? She owned those places, and that really helped the company out when it was getting started. Robert felt like he had to continue doing business there, despite what he heard about them. So, I'm guessing Robert didn't like the pit. Oh, no one liked the pit. Always so rowdy, I would never go there. But he really didn't like that other place, the one that tries to be fancy. You mean Bell's Bar? Yes, that one. I was always so shocked. I thought the place was better, but apparently there's a lot that happens there. Too many unsavory things. That, that's not what I expected. Did Robert ever go around these places? Um, yeah, he did. Mostly he said to check in on his guys, make sure that everything was going okay. He was glad the business was working, he just wished it didn't have to go through Patricia. That was something Lou said also, that Robert would go around to check on his guys. Lou also talked about the pit and Bell's bar. Maybe he wasn't full of bad information. Did he ever speak about his visits? Did anything weird ever happen? No, I... I don't think so. He would have told me. I don't think anything weird ever happened there. Okay. Well, I can look into them some more later. When do you head back? I feel like we should have a look around Robert's apartment, and I wasn't sure if he had a key. Oh, I do. I won't be back until late next week. We can maybe do something then? Okay. Uh, I don't want to keep you any longer. I can let you know what I find out when you get back. After the call with Orla, I knew I needed to do two things. The first was that I needed to speak with Patricia Newsham. I've heard her name too often, and her connection with Robert had to be more important than what I initially thought. I needed to learn more about their business together. The other thing I needed to do was get into Robert's apartment. 
Luckily, I didn't have to choose between these two things. But what I did need to figure out was how I was going to get into Robert's apartment sooner rather than later. Orla wouldn't be back for a while and I did not want to wait for her another week. And Mr. Stone, the building's owner, wouldn't let me in. These conflicts had me thinking. Should I try and break in? This wasn't a movie or some TV special. I can't be reckless and start doing things that would get me in trouble. Then again, it's not like I haven't done this before. Long story. But does the situation call for this? I could always wait for Orla to get back, but then there's a question. Would she even agree to letting me take a look around? I'm still not getting the full story from her, so there might be a good reason for her to say no. I need to think about what I'm going to do. Do I wait for Orla to let me into Robert's apartment? Or do I break in? Patricia Newsham, former owner of Simply Fun, a company that owns a number of businesses in town. Bars, restaurants, clubs, and even a bed and breakfast in a suburb which I'm trying to find an excuse to stay at. For research, not because of the five-star reviews. Anyway, after getting arrested for a number of financial crimes, her company was sold off to a foreign owner, a company called Sun Up. There's not much info about them, except they operate out of France and they own a bakery there. The whole thing sounds fishy, but that's not my concern right now. The person I'm trying to call, or rather, the place I'm trying to call, is the correctional facility that she's currently in. Cooperland Correctional Facility. Hi, my name is Edgar Stone. I'm trying to find out how I can reach an inmate there. Her name is Patricia Newsham. Patricia Newsham is a very smart person. She went to the University of Pennsylvania and maintained a 3.8 GPA until she decided to leave and start her own business. Right away, she went to setting up her own company, which at the time was called Simple Establishments. Back then, they only owned smaller locations, which rented out to other businesses. It wasn't until year seven when they started to move into lounges and entertainment. They then sold most of their locations and converted the rest to entertainment venues, including Bell's Bar and The Pit. The receptionist at the correctional facility told me that he would pass along my information to Patty, and if she could, she would give me a call back in a moment. I'm not sure how things work at that facility, but this seemed a little strange. About 10 minutes later, I received a call with Patty on the other line. I explained to her who I was and what I was trying to do. She was partially receptive, but seemed willing to have a conversation. Yeah, Robert. I liked working with him. Liked it better than the guy who owns it now. Oh, Terrence. Who's Terrence? He's the um, current owner of BOA. Ah, indeed. I forgot the guy's name. That's who you say it is. Well, how was working with Robert? You know, from what I remember, it was good. Guy did what we needed, had good guys at my spot, really kept it business-like. I've heard your name quite a bit, actually. <laughs> Robert's uh, from Robert's friends and from a few other people. 
What do you want me to say? I'm popular. And your small talk isn't that good. Let's get to it. You need some information, right? You know information isn't free? Yeah, I learned that a while ago. I also know that everything I learn isn't worth the amount I paid for. Believe me, I know that. I don't think there's much I can do for you, though. I'm not sure how I can with, well, your current situation. That's a good point. Eddie, seems like we're both out of luck. One of us more than the other. Uh, Edgar. Excuse me? Uh, nothing. So, there's really nothing you can tell me? No. I got nothing for you. At least not without anything in return. But as I said... We're both out of luck. Well, well, you have my number, right? In in case you change your mind? I do. But I don't think that there's much that we can do for one another. I do hope you have a nice day, though. That conversation didn't really teach me much of anything. There was no way I could help Patty out, unless she wanted to wait for me to get my law degree. With that out of the question, I... Um, hello? Miss Edgar? Edgar Valley? Uh, yeah. Yeah, who's speaking? I'm a friend of Patty. She said you're looking to help her out. Um, yeah, that's not really the conversation we had. You sure? You're looking to get something, all right? You need to help her. Yeah, how am I supposed to help her? Yeah, you talking about sneaking things into the prison? Yeah, I, I don't know if I could do that. Well, how much do you need this information, buddy? Well... And you're on the box. How much do I need this information? That was a good question. How badly did I need this? Patty has to be someone with valuable info, and it's clear that she's a powerful player in Robert's world. Or maybe Robert is a small player in her world, one that I've fallen into. Either way, I need to figure out what my play here was going to be. It's definitely a risky plan, helping smuggle goods into the facility in exchange for who knows what. But then again, like everyone's been saying, information isn't free. Getting on her good side could easily benefit me down the line. I had to decide. Do I agree to help smuggle things into the prison for Patty? Or do I decline helping Patty out? Hey everyone, that's it for episode three. Once again, it's time to go to choicespodcast.com slash vote. Again, that's choicespodcast.com slash vote to set the path for Edgar. And hey, there are some other ways to get involved. If you've been listening and have a hot tip or suggestion for Edgar, you can send them to tips at choicespodcast.com. Once again, that's tips at choicespodcast.com. And I wanted to do some proper credits this time. None of this would be possible without the cast. For this episode, Lou was played by Rob Miller. Mary, the stone building receptionist, was played by Rachel Seema. Mr. Stone, or Franklin Stone, was played by Camden Siegel. Orla was played by Nicole Amato. 
The receptionist for Cooperland Correctional Facility was played by Mark Black. Patricia Newsham was played by Jessica Crean, and The Mysterious Caller was played by Brian Alava. And one more thing. If you enjoyed the music, the soundtrack can now be found on Bandcamp. Head over to choicespodcast.com music. It has all the music that's been in each episode so far, and I'll be adding any new tracks that appear in future episodes for this season. Thanks for listening to the episode and these extra long credits, and I'll see everyone for episode four. 